Hey, good morning, Drive Time. Welcome back. As always, I'm David Drum. And with me today is uh, a Drive Time veteran. We have uh, Pastor Adam Hicks, the author of the book, Pain Not Wasted. Uh, Adam was with us once before, and we briefly touched on a little bit of what the book is about. We kind of went down a, a rabbit hole, so to speak. Uh, but uh, today and actually the next two weeks, we're going to dive into, into his book and, and talk about uh, just a selection of some of the chapters and, and really some, some practical applications for them. So, uh, uh, hey, man, welcome back. It, it's great to have you on here again. Man, I'm so excited to be back with you, hanging out with you, David. I wore my shirt for Florida just so I could be in the same room. Uh, you know, um, that is, I mean, I would say the flamingo thing is definitely more of an East coast of Florida. Um, but, uh, but I'm definitely feeling it. I, I like it. I like it. I feel underdressed actually. <laughs> so, um, well, again, uh, just to remind all of our viewers, you're not only an author, but you're a pastor of desperation church and ja uh, campus pastor, uh, at the Jasper campus. Uh, for Desperation Church in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, you had to kind of go through some, some tragedy in your life, some unexpected occurrence that uh, through that uh, gave birth to this, this book and a process of uh, healing through the pain versus healing in spite of the pain. Right. Uh, and, uh, uh, to, to kick off today, we're, we're talking about, uh, um, in the book, uh, guys, the, the link to the book will be in, in the description of the video. But, uh, as we talk about this, uh, I'm going to refer to the chapter number as chapter three, uh, but it's really broken down into two parts. Uh, so uh, Adam, uh, get us going. Let, let the guys know what we're talking about today. Yeah, so chapter three is all about the right voices will lead to the right choices. And so uh, there are decisions when we get hurt, there are a lot of decisions that we will have to make. There are a lot of dumb decisions that we want to make. And so it's very, very crucial to have uh, the right voices in our life because it doesn't matter what title is before your name, how educated you are, where you've been pain has the potential to make us all really dumb and do some really dumb things. Okay. And so uh, with that said, it's so important to have the right relationships and the right voices in your life. And so you may say, who are the right voices uh, in your life? And I would say the right voices for people, in your life while you're going through pain are people who love Jesus, love you and love the one who hurt you or offended you. Okay. They don't have to be best friends with them, but they see them through the lens of Jesus, which is the lens you will be able to see them through eventually. And if it does, if it's missing, that last part is the part that people struggle with. So I love Jesus and they love me. We're going to hate the other person together. Mm -hmm. And what that is, and it's like this cesspool of bitterness that happens where a friendship is created based off hatred and, and just disgust with what this person did. And all you have is, you know, somebody who thinks they're there for somebody um, as a friend, they're there to comfort them, but really 
that's what all their conversations are about. They're kind of just stoking the fire of offense and bitterness and resentment and no healing really takes place. And so that third part is crucial to where they see uh, your offender, you're the person who hurt you the way that Jesus sees them. And so it's crucial to have that. You may say, well, I don't have, we mentioned this a little bit in the last, um, the, our last um, uh, meeting together, David, but um you don't, if you struggle with, you say, man, I don't trust anybody and I can't just go and open up and I don't have the right voices. Then you need to start with a counselor. See, a counselor is a safe place. A counselor is somebody that you can be real with. And you have all counselors do really is they, and I would say a Christian counselor, they teach you how to think when you can't think for yourself. Okay. <laughs> Here's the truth. Okay. And this is, it has been my struggle with so many people's struggles, but you are the worst counselor for yourself at all times. Okay. That's, uh, that's a pretty pointed statement. Yeah. Like you are because um, I, I, I tell everybody that, that you are your worst counselor. You're, you're the, the worst person to give yourself counsel. Cause a lot of times we won't be honest with ourselves. We'll tell ourselves we've got this or we can deal with this or, and you just get into this weird place when God created us for a relationship. He didn't create us to do life alone. And uh, man, it's just really, really such a gift when you have people in your life that you can be absolutely real with. And then, so the first part is talking about building those right voices, the right relationships in your life. And if you struggle with people right now, or maybe you just don't have a circle of friends, that's okay. That's why counselors are there and they can help you think they can be a friend. They can be a voice when you need it. And they're going to teach you how to be uh, intentional with relationships, which leads me to the next part. When you first get hurt and I, and I, um, I, I believe in the book, I talk about it in relation to death, but you know, like when somebody passes away and then there's friends over at the house, there's a ton of food and food is coming for like a week, a week. And, you know, people are there, there's cards, some people are bringing money, there's all of this stuff. And then after about a week and a half, it kind of starts tapering off. And it's almost like people have forgotten the pain that they're still in. And so the, the second part of chapter three is called when your people forget your pain or when your people forget your pain. And this is such a crucial moment for so many people, because if we're not careful, we will take on the identity of what we went through. And it's going to be all we talk about, all we base life on all we see life through, we see God through, we see other people through, and we'll almost create a standard for people. And so let's just say you were abandoned or you were left, or maybe a spouse left, and you've had friends who were very intentional with you. And you say, man, I've got the right voices, man. I've, I had the right voices in my life. I was, you know, and, and we did life together, but it just, you know, John, he used to call me every day. Now he just maybe calls me once a week and I'm still hurting. Here's the deal. That is, that is the point where God is leading you to be very intentional and to understand other people. 
John may not be calling you, but it doesn't mean he doesn't empathize or sympathize with you. It's that I have to understand and you have to understand that John has his own life and has his own family and has his own struggles and his own stressors. And what can happen is you can end up becoming a victim again, like, well, I had the right voices, but now they've abandoned me too, just like everybody else and everybody else just leaves me. And I'm just, I guess I'm just not enough for anybody. And you become a victim and you can actually re-isolate yourself. People. That's the, that's the assignment of the enemy. The assignment of God is he's teaching you how to work some emotional muscles that maybe they haven't been worked yet. And that's where you become intentional. So you say, you know, yeah, my friends aren't calling me as much and they're not here like they were, but I understand they have lives. And so with me, I have all of this available to me. So I've got small groups at my church or Sunday school, or instead of me sitting around wondering when they're going to call me, I'll just call them. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, and you just got to refuse to go into victim mode. Like if you're single now, but they're all still married, and they've got games with their kids and you're like, Hey man, can you hang out? I just really need you. And they can't don't place that on them. Just be intentional and go hang out with a community group, go to the gym, get social. It's time. That's when you know that it is time for you to get up and you to be intentional because the whole goal is the right voices will lead to the right choices. It's not, whether they are coming to you or you're going to them. This is the shift that's so important uh, because you have to be intentional. And so I hope that. Yeah, it does. And that's a really interesting point that you just made about, you know, you're, you've established these are the right voices. This is the community that's going to help you heal. Um, they're for you. They're not necessarily on your side, but they, they're for you and your growth and your healing. And, um, when I say not on your side, they, they haven't sided against the other person who hurt you that they're for healing. And, uh, <clears throat> if you identify them as the right voices, why does it matter? It shouldn't matter. I should say, uh, whether I go to them, uh, for that time or they come to me or what that really looks like. It, if they really are those voices that are, are, are right in that season, uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with continuing to pursue those relationships and follow them, uh, into their lives. You know, if your life feels like it fell apart, well, why not spend some time in their life, in their world that uh, may give you a taste of something you, you want to recreate and redevelop and, and a taste of something God's got for you in the future. Right. Yeah. That's so good. It's so good. And, and that mean that could mean going to games with them and their families, or it right. could mean holding out a couple of more days to, and and honoring their time and knowing respecting when they are available. You know, I think a lot of times we hold people to these expectations that only meet our needs, and in reality, and honestly, um, that creates offense in and of itself. That creates a bitterness, resentment, all over again. And I think that, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, getting involved in their life and, you know, honoring their time and, um, understanding what is available to you and taking that instead of, 
the expectation of everybody needs to be here exactly when I need them, which I'm not knocking it. I know what it's like to need people and nobody be available, but that's when this thing started happening. Like, okay, all right, Adam, you can become a victim, feel sorry for yourself, or you can take some responsibility and get up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and it's almost like, you know, in your moment of need, this group of people, these, these voices around you showed you that they were good friends. They, they showed that, that you had value in their lives. And this is almost the opportunity to, to flip that around and be the friend that they already were to you to be, to, to reach out to them, to be the one who maintains that, that regular contact or, uh, to just be that initiator where maybe a few weeks or months ago, they were the initiator when you really needed it. Right. Right. So good. It's a very simple concept, but again, it's very, it's difficult emotionally for people to play out and just remember healing from pain. God's way is everything you don't want to do. <laughs> out of it, take preferences out of it, take your feelings. out. Of it. It's the opposite of what you feel. And right. it's a led decisions. And so uh, the truth is you may not trust people uh, or the facts are, is that you may not trust people. The truth is, is that God created you for relationship and facts can change, but truth never changes. Oh, that's good. That is good. Well, all right. So now that we've talked through that, um, and again, being drive time, you know, we want to, to finish out with a tangible, um, what is it, um, you know, maybe, you know, not everybody has tragedy looming all the time. You know, some of, some of us are in that season between tragedies because tragedy is going to come and we've all experienced it. So, you know, I would say for me, I'm between tragedies uh, at this stage of my life. Um, is there something, is there a tangible step for me this week or is, uh, is this more for the guys who are, are kind of in the, in the midst or the mire of it? Uh, what's our takeaway this week? The takeaway this week is honestly what I said just a few minutes ago is that you were wired for relationship and that means relationship on the mountaintops and the valleys. Mm Mm-hmm. We were created for relationship. Um, the context in Genesis was marriage, but honestly, loneliness and being alone and by yourself was the very first thing God said was not good. And so context, marriage, yes, I get it. But man, look at Jesus. He comes to be the savior of the world. And the first thing he does is he calls 12 dudes to come do it with him. And then inside of the 12, he had three that saw a different side of him. You know what I'm saying? Got to, right. got to, um, and, um, and Jesus just really, really, he modeled it. And so I would say this is that, um, you were not, whether you're a relationship person or not, cause I've heard people say, I'm just not a big relationship person. I, I'm not a big people person. Um, there is, um, it was created inside of you to have relate and I, have a relationship, uh, with people, godly relationships with people. And it may not be, uh, you may not be a people person where you've got all of these friends and all these acquaintances, but there, it may be one or two people, but you have people who love Jesus and they love you. And, um, 
and they love people who hurt you, but also for the, everybody listening is people who love Jesus and they love you and they're going to, and if tragedy comes, they're going to see those people through the lens of Jesus. But relationship is so important. That's where life change happens. That's where we grow. That's where we become disciples is through relationships. That's how we become better. That's how we become better husbands and better fathers and better with our finances. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so all has to do with relationship. That's good. All right, guys. Well, first off, Adam, thank you so much for spending time with us again and, and, and pouring into us and, and explaining some of, uh, your work here again, guys, the, uh, uh, book is pain, not wasted. Uh, the link, uh, for Amazon will be in the description of the video. So you can get a copy of it there. Um, and, uh, don't miss out on the next two weeks. Adam's going to be back with us. Uh, we're going to continue to pour into this book, get into some more of the, uh, the factors, uh, and, and really where we go forward from here. So Adam, thank you again. And, uh, gentlemen, we'll see you again uh, next week. You're on drive time.